Welcome to episode one of Lost Without Japan, a podcast based on Japan and your Lost Without moments. This is your director of travel for TKIC Studio Productions, coming to you with hopes and dreams of a return to travel for himself and others in summer of 2022, if not much sooner. I want to thank you first and foremost for giving me a bit of your time today and hope that this podcast finds you in a good place or on the path to a better one, no matter how it seems in the moment. We all need that beacon to help guide us during these times, and my hope is to help Japan become that for you if it isn't already that already. First and foremost, I want to take a bit of your time and kind of introduce myself a little bit more in our podcast and kind of give some hopes, dreams, and a vague roadmap of where I hope that we're going to end up going. Um, First and foremost, uh, I truly found uh, when I went to Japan for the first time back in 2004, Um, with the Japan Fulbright Memorial Fund, uh, what I had been missing without even realizing I was missing it. You know, you have people that talk about a happy place. And at the end of the day, like, what is that? Kind of hard to define. And I think if you haven't found it yet, even harder. But I can truly tell you that uh, from the moment that I stepped off the plane in Narita, to begin that month-long adventure with 99 other teachers in that program, that Japan became mine. And each time that I've returned, I've experienced more and more of those lost without moments and lost without places, lost without people, and kind of have a nice network of friends um, that I've begun to build. And it's something that I wish could just be where I'm at always, Uh, but that's not in the cards currently at the moment, but definitely a long-term goal Uh, at the the moment. I truly just hope that I can get back there each summer uh, in between my teaching and life and being a dad and all those things that come up. Um, It's the one place in the world uh, that... If I truly care about someone and I truly love someone, that this is what I want to share with them. And I've talked with my son since I returned back in 2004 on that trip. And ever since then, that I would bring him. And once I had my daughter, um, that I'd bring her. And my kind of thought process was, you know, once they're out of high school, um, they're old enough to kind of uh, go about themselves and not get, you know, lost or crushed within what's there, or they can kind of have a thought of what they want to do. And I don't know about you. um, I used to travel a lot with my uh, family uh, when I was younger, and we traveled most of the U.S. because of my dad's job. And I consider myself super fortunate. I mean, I moved every year, year and a half, living in a ton of different states. And then when summer would come because of my dad's travel, um, he'd be gone Monday through Friday, uh, home on Saturday and prepping to leave on Sunday. And that was like 16 years. So I really looked forward to that summertime 
when he was able to take him, us with him. And rather than fly to a location he was supposed to be at, we would just drive together as a family. And when he was done doing what he needed to, um, we would kind of extend that trip a bit and, uh, you know, experience a lot of cool things. And it's something that I think kind of led into what I'm looking to do with my kids. Now, I had planned for my son and I to return, or I should say me return, but him go to for the first time to Japan with me um, this summer. And of course, with COVID, uh, that has not happened. Um, but I told him, I'm like, hey, when it kept on looking less and less likely like we were going to travel, I said, you know, I'm saving on a regular basis to be able to go. And so is he. And I'm like, if we can't go... We're just going to look to extend our trip. So that's exactly um, what we did. Um, I once again put the credit towards uh, the flight, uh, got my credit back from Airbnb and put it back into it. And we're looking to hopefully be there for about three weeks. And it's truly something I want to talk about because um, getting to Japan, I think, is a lot um, easier, although I like you know, what our finances these days, you know, I'm a, a single dad of uh, two. So I understand um, not having like a ton of finances, but I do feel like um, people sometimes look at Japan as this super far away place. And yes, it's halfway around the world, but it's a lot more affordable to get to than people think. And when I share with them, you know, how much I spend uh, to get over there, how much it is to, you know, have an Airbnb or a hotel or have food for the week or all those different things, you can really see it make an impact on those people that they're like, wow, that's a lot more affordable than what I thought it would be. It doesn't have to be a $10,000 experience or some sort of multi-thousand dollar experience. Depending on your length that you're going to be there and, um, you know, your flexibility on dates that you can go, this can really change. And it, this is one of those topics that I want to talk about with you. And one of the reasons I made the podcast is helping you get to Japan. I don't know about you, but I'm the type of person that if someone can give me a framework or a general roadmap to follow, I'm way more likely to succeed. And right now... I've been to Japan um, like, you know, four times. And one thing that I wish that I would have had after returning each time and while I was there is a better, you know, handle on the language. So recently, um, I've really tried to throw myself behind it. And I've tried to take a bunch of different people's uh, input on this. And I'm hoping to continue to share what I hope is growth you know, through my return trip uh, next summer. So right now I'm at the point where I have uh, hiragana pretty much down, um, working through uh, the, you know, katakana, and then um, look to have kanji begin. Uh, I've been kind of kicking around the possibility of trying to do one of those uh, Japan, like N1, you know, N5, N4 test, so that maybe each summer before I leave, I could take a test and my eventual goal is to get up to that, like N2, N1, something that when I finally am able to move to Japan one day, um, I can, you know, like way more marketable, way more able to get a job, way more just able to pay your bills um, while you're there. 
Now, don't let that worry you, though, because one may think uh, you can't get to Japan or enjoy Japan without knowing Japanese, and that is simply not true. I've been able to make some wonderful friends just through uh, the horrible, horrible Google Translate and my very minimal Japanese when I was there. And I can honestly tell you that just making that little bit of effort is huge. And Google, their translate is something, <laughs> you know, at least it's something I'd be able to hold it over a menu and see kind of generally what it might be that I'm ordering. And uh, there's outside of restaurants, a lot of them ha do have pictures of what it is that you're going to be eating. So what I find myself doing a lot is just taking a picture of what it is that I want. And when I get inside showing that picture, uh, when I place my order, and it really does uh, work wonderfully in using um, any of the train programs or just the Google uh, navigation, it really does get down to telling you platform times and all those different things that are there. And a lot of signs, especially with the Olympics or even in the last few years, um, do have kind of a um, like Romanji or, you know, like English translation below what it is that in front of um, that you're at. And it really does help uh, navigating around. Um, my last visit was a few years ago um, with a total of uh, seven of us. I, I got to play tour guide for my uh, group. And once they got in and about, and I kind of led them from Narita, you know, into town and showed them that first time of getting on the trains and stuff, they were off and running. So even people that have had no international travel experience um, can really end up having a great time. And if you stay in major cities, such as Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, there really are, you know, like meant to have tourists and other people that are there. So it is totally something that's doable. And it's something that's way more affordable than what you think. And this is something I look to go, you know, add as a topic for this show uh, a little bit later on. So I hope that you'll put up, you know, with this growing experience for myself as well. This is my first adventure into podcasting, but it is a journey that I've been looking to take for a whole long, like, you know, this, this seems forever, right? I've been listening to podcasts for as long as it can be like seen. I remember having like, you know, my iPod, you know, that I would be listening to podcasts on. And I remember fondly shows that aren't around anymore that really, um, you know, like helped give a further insight into Japan, even before like the Internet. With everything that it seems to have now between um, YouTube or travel channels and all these things that are going on. I mean, right now, uh, one of the things that I enjoy the most is going on YouTube and watching some channels where all it is is someone holding a camera and just walking through the streets of Tokyo, walking through the streets of Osaka, walking through the, the streets of Kyoto and seeing places that I've been and, you know, finding some places that I want to go on my return trip. Now, like I said, um, what my hope is, is to be able to release a podcast on a biweekly basis and have it be something that'll kind of cover a wide range of topics. So um, I do down the road see me being, uh, you know, someone that's going to look to have some interviews because really one of the things that I'm looking for beyond sharing my lost without moments and beyond sharing, 
your Lost Without Moments, I want to have other people on, not only uh, to provide like a different voice, but a different sounding board, different experiences. And, you know, from having a conversation with somebody, have something brought up that maybe you've already answered before or that you haven't thought about yet and just getting that different view. So it's really something that I um, would like to have. But I definitely want to get um, recording myself, editing these podcasts, um, working on music, you know, working on transitions, getting them uploaded and have that be my focus first. Um, Later on down the line, um, I'm hoping to have some areas within Japan that we can talk about that aren't necessarily your main uh, things that you might think of. A lot of times when you Google Japan travel you have like these top 10 things to do in Japan, these top 10 things to do in Kyoto or Tokyo. And those are all wonderful. And if you haven't done them before, I highly recommend it. But what I'm looking to do is to provide you with something that is off the beaten path or not on that first visit type of thing. When I return each time, you know, with someone new, um, I do share those things with them. But then I have a list for myself of things that are in Hiroshima or, uh, you know, on this next trip, one of the things that I've wanted to do for forever is uh, go out to Fukuoka. And that is going to be on my list of things to do. Um, Having 21 days is a huge thing. Um, You know, I that gives you the time to not only show my son different parts that he's going to want to see, but also allow for me to experience some things for the first time with him. And one of the things I've enjoyed the most about like having brought my friends on this last trip is that you get to see things again for for the first time through someone else's eyes and maybe experience some things that you wouldn't have even even have thought of. So like I said, um, I want to provide these moments to you Um, and I'd also really, really, really like to hear from you. Like, what are your lost without Japan moments? If you've traveled there before, if you haven't, what is at the top of your things that you'd like to hear about, you know, from me? Cause I would happily discuss those, uh, you know, with you look into it. And if I don't know, uh, you know, kind of go from my different friends that I've traveled with as well. Um, I have my one friend, Josh, that we've been to Japan and are planning to go again. In fact, he's going to be joining my uh, son and I uh, when we go again. And uh, it's fun to have a another travel partner to go experience some things with. Um, you know, it, it really does add to what you have. Um, I've traveled to Japan and done that by myself. And it was a totally different like experience and one that I wouldn't give up. Um, you know, I did some of my m- most favorite Lost Without moments uh, from making my own blown glass to making uh, one of my friends, uh, you know, in Hiroshima um, that I now has become just every time I go back to Japan, I end up in Hiroshima. I end up at his restaurant and the group of people that comes together each time to drink and talk and enjoy and, you know, just have fun (laughs) kind of sharing different experiences and stuff just grows every single time. So it's just um, something that I wouldn't have if I hadn't have done that by myself. But, you know, going from friends and going through those things that's here, both offer a lot. Now, um, I 
enjoy, as I'm sure you do if you're on this, a variety of podcasts. And I can truly say, you know, some of my favorites on Japan right now are uh, Japan 2.0, uh, Japan Station, uh, you know, deep in Japan and abroad in Japan. And there there are others. And I just, I can tell you right now that one of the reasons I thought to make this podcast was that my podcast playlist is empty. Like it fills, but I've been, you know, with the hopes of return trip, I'm listening to this as much as I can. I just wish there was more for me to uh, listen to. So um, one of the other things that I'm going to be looking to cover in, uh, you know, about myself is my trip. Tra- um, travel to Japan back in 2004 with the Japan Fulbright Memorial Fund. Go into a little more information about um, those 99 other teachers and my myself and what that month was like, uh, what we were able to experience. And I definitely had quite a few lost without moments uh, during that time. And it really, that experience was uh, the one that solidified my love of Japan that I thought I'd already had and provided that like beacon of like, you know, this was where you were at. This is where you can return. Here's like a goal. You know, when you're doing that uh, full-time and part-time job on a regular basis, it's nice to have something else to look forward to. And Japan is truly, truly that. Now you may ask, okay, you know, this is like, uh, you know, how you got there for sure. Uh, your first time you've talked recently about your friends, but like, where did this all stem from? Was it just something that you woke up one day and were like, hey, you know what sounds interesting to me? Uh, Japan. <laughs> and I can honestly say, uh, no, I, I can thank my uh, father, I think, as one of those leading people that helped uh, at an early age uh, provide that like spark. He ended up working for a company in J- Japan um, that was, you know, based in America as well. And he would routinely have to travel back and forth from Tokyo and other places within Japan because of um, his business. And there were times he was there for a month at a time for training. And every time he came back, um, he just had these amazing stories to share that seemed completely foreign to someone at the time who's, you know, living in kind of like central uh, United States. And it was just nothing like I'd ever experienced. The town at the time uh, that we lived in was so small and was totally devoid of like um, a multitude of uh, cultures. It was very much one thing. And that's one thing I appreciate every place that I've lived. Um, and at times moving as often as we did wasn't great. But I can say that is one thing I'm thankful about is uh, having that international experience from my dad, but then also kind of having that other um, places um, as well to kind of broaden my horizons. One of the first things that he would do beyond these stories is, of course, bring back gifts for my sister and myself and, my, you know, my mom. And uh, one of the things that he brought back first was um, these transformers. And it was like at the point where um, the show was out and things. And I remember that very fondly at the time. But the packaging and things that these came back with were completely uh, foreign uh, to anything else that was there because you know, here's this language that I've never seen before. I can't read. And the packaging was just completely different 
than what I was used to seeing. And like it just made me fall in love um, right then and there. And then um, there were times he brought back and he'd bring back, uh, uh, you know, this huge Godzilla for me and just all these different things for the time. And I can say one of my biggest regrets is the fact that I don't have any of that anymore. Um, You know, (laughs) I would give anything right now to be able to have in my display case uh, those uh, Transformers that I had had, you know, when I was a kid. Or um, that Godzilla, like in my classroom that I teach out of, just up on a shelf, it's out of there. Just, you know, further things to kind of reinforce. Um, Because one more thing about myself uh, is that whenever I started traveling to Japan, um, I started carrying things with me or bringing things back uh, to help provide that connection. Even when I'm not in Japan, I have bus passes, I have train passes, I have, you know, all these different things that I brought back. In fact, one of my uh, things that I love the most is I have a business card uh, from my trip back in 2004 for a crepe business that was in the Aichi uh, prefecture in a mall. And every time you went, of course, it'd give you a little stamp, but I still have that in my wallet and I still see it and it still makes me smile. So let's, you know... Talk about those things, uh, those lost moments, those things that we connect to the most, and we'll kind of go through. Now, um, like I said, I've kind of provided kind of a general uh, thing of what the show is going to look like, uh, possible interviews, um, the biweekly release schedule. Like I said, one of my segments will be uh, based a lot on uh, travel segments, Um, also looking to cover some news topics and things like that. Um, with you. And um, as the interaction increases with you, the listener and myself, um, I really wanted to kind of take your input on t- uh, and work that into some episodes as well. Okay. Uh, again, like one of my huge goals is just if you haven't traveled to Japan to help you get there for the first time, uh, be that soundboard, be that encouragement and get you there. Okay. Um, among that, if you're returning for a second time or another time, give you a list of um, locations and some ideas and activities for that return trip. And if you have them for me, please uh, email me at lostwithoutjapan at gmail.com, lostwithoutjapan at gmail.com and share those as well. Um, those will be some segments for myself as well, uh, sharing what I'd have, but I'd also love to share uh, yours. So, like I said, uh, Japan as a whole has impacted my life in so many different ways and continues to do so, you know, as I'm trying to learn a language right now or watching videos from now, um, you know, listening to music from Japan. There's just so much um, to discuss, so much to cover, and so many things to share. Now, that I've kind of rambled on about myself a bit, uh, one thing I'd also like to do is cover some possibilities um, for the show. So number one, um, I'm looking to improve uh, my show, my podcasting, and kind of grow uh, our audience and our community. Um, I'd love to build that community and, you know, later down the line, possibly even have um, a Discord uh, group. Uh, just for each other uh, to be able to share and grow with. Um, Maybe have a movie view party or just have an episode that talks about uh, various movies that I've enjoyed. Uh, And if you're in this uh, 
podcasts listening right now, I bet one of those uh, would end up being Lost Without Japan. Um, you know, like uh, Speakers and things like that. One of those movies would be that just various Studio Ghibli movies, um, it, you know, Lost in Translation, uh, you know, all those different things that we're going to have. And I would be cool, like if we have a small group, be able to watch that together um, or just kind of let you know that there's going to be an episode coming up and having you be able to record some things or send me some emails on your own thoughts or connections or things you love about it. Um, so like I said, um, we could even as I go on and improve this podcast just with myself, I have other people that I've traveled with that I'd like to have on the show. I'd like to have some other people that are nearby that may not have had the experiences with Japan that I have and kind of use them as, again, a fresh set of eyes, a new perspective, and see how that ends up working out um, as well. Um, and even possibly uh, having listeners as guests as well. All of those different things that are there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for your time today. And just a little bit of housekeeping before we go. Um, if you can, please give a follow, a like, and a comment on your favorite streaming service. And for updates on the show, feel free to give a follow on Instagram at lostwithoutjapan. Or visit lostwithoutjapan.libsyn.com. If you'd like to reach out directly to me and members of the show, feel free to email at lostwithoutjapan at gmail.com. Look for the next episode to arrive in two weeks and have our adventure kick off together as we discuss some of my Lost Without Japan moments in more depth and kind of further go into... Um, what made me can fall in love and continue to fall in love with this amazing country and culture. On behalf of Lost Without Japan and the entire crew, I'd like to thank you for joining us on this trip. And we are so looking forward to seeing you on board again in the very near future. For all of us and to everyone out there, Ogenki Day.